0: This is Unmuted by Mosaic, hosted by Bella Passi. Unmuted is a podcast where we host conversations on pressing issues in today's society, including things like social protests, Black Lives Matter, COVID, and reconciliation. We will host interviews with a diverse group of students from the PLNU community. From your Mosaic Activities Council comes a new series called Breaking Through. Breaking Through is a series of talks where students will hear the firsthand stories and experiences of what it is like to pursue different careers as a person of color and to gain valuable insight and practical tools to employ in students achieving their personal career goals. On Tuesday, September 8th at 6 p.m., join Julian Sanchez as he interviews Arthur Corpus, physician assistant, Dr. Desiree Hiboa, a pediatrician, and Mr. Malay Griffiths, a clinical researcher, Follow the Mosaic Instagram account at mosaic for more information. The CJR is supporting Ministry with Mexico's virtual border pilgrimage on Saturday and Sunday, September 12th and 13th. Since we can't head to the border right now, we will be bringing the border to you. Join us as we discuss what it means to truly be a bi-national region, what peacemaking looks like at the border, and how immigrants and refugees are impacted by our current border policies. Explore perspectives on the border and learn about the complexities of this fascinating region through this semester's two-part virtual border pilgrimage. This weekend includes expert presentations and participation in a virtual bi-national church service. Email Liliana Reza at lreza at pointloma.edu or to follow the link in Ministry with Mexico's Vamonos newsletter, which you can sign up for at pointloma.edu slash MWM. For today's conversation, we will be discussing Black Lives Matter, being an ally, how to stand up for social justice and using your voice. And I have here with me three guest speakers, Alicia, Jalen, and Jaden. These three individuals all currently hold positions on the board for the Black Student Union and are here to discuss their experiences with Black Lives Matter movement and what they believe it means to be an ally in racial reconciliation. Awesome, so hey guys, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Um, To start off, you know, before we go into it, can you guys each introduce yourself, your name? grade major and the position you hold and kind of why you're here
1: yes of course my name is Alicia Wright I'm a senior education major and I'm the president of BSU we're here today to speak on behalf of BSU we are all Mosaic students and we've been Mosaic students for a while and we're just super excited to kind of touch base on this subject give be vulnerable with everyone listening and just give our opinions on what we know
0: awesome
2: what's up everybody I'm Jaden Everett. I'm a junior. I'm treasurer for BSU. Yeah, thank y'all for having me.
3: Perfect, thank you. Hey guys, um, I'm Jalen Parham. I'm a junior psychology major and I'm the co-vice president this year and last year um, I was a secretary. I'm really excited to be here as well.
0: Awesome, thank you. Well, we're all excited to have you guys here. So, you know, before we go into it, so obviously today we're talking about like Black Lives Matter and kind of everything that's been going on right in like the past couple of months and kind of just breaking it down and hearing your guys's perspectives on it and all of that stuff um but before we get into it I just want to give a little bit of a background for those who might not know what is you know Black Black Lives Matter how did they originate all of you know that fun stuff um so this is taken directly off of their website but Basically, in 2013, three black organizers, Alicia Garza, Patrice Kohlers, and Opal Tometi, sorry if I butchered that, created a black-centered political will and movement building project called Black Lives Matters. Currently known as the Black Lives Matter Global Network, it is a global organization in the U.S., U.K., and Canada that wants to connect Black people from all over the world who have a shared desire for justice to act together in their communities. Its mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on Black communities by the state and vigilantes. So Black Lives Matters is a decentralized nonprofit making movements that seek to engage society with the situations of violence and injustice that black people have been suffering in the US for thousands of years. So a little bit more about it. um, Black Lives Matter began as a call to action in response to state sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. Um, Enraged by the death of Trayvon Martin and the subsequent acquittal of his killer, George Zimmerman, And inspired by the 31 day takeover of the Florida State Capitol by Power U and the Dream Defenders, we took to the streets, we being um, BLM. A year later, we set out together on the Black Lives Matter Freedom Ride to Ferguson in search of justice for Mike Brown and all of those who have been torn apart by the state sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. So now that we have a little bit more of like, you know, the historical context of it and kind of what spurred this movement, I kind of just want to talk to you guys about, you know, first, like, what does Black Lives Matter? um, What's that mean to you specifically? um, You know, just in your life and like your community, what has that movement since it's like, you know, um, birth meant to you?
1: Hmm. I feel like for me personally, it's kind of shifted uh, since the summer. So you just told us the history and how it started. And I feel like the organization has a meaning to me. And then I also feel like the term Black Lives Matter how now has a separate meaning to me than just the organization, which is very true. And um, I feel like the term Black Lives Matter means to me that I matter mm-hmm. and um, I'm seen because for so long I could go and pinpoint times in my childhood Um in high school and in college where there are times where I've seen that I don't matter and that I'm not on the equal playing field as everyone else so that term black lives matter means like black black people are on the same playing field as everyone else basically Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally
3: yeah I definitely agree with Alicia on that I feel like recently it's bloomed and blossomed into such a huge thing it was great seeing like all the videos of people going protesting all colors and like after you reading that i don't wouldn't understand how people would like see something wrong with it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um everyone should have even playing field even though men and women don't all races don't which is sad sad reality but it's like it's nice to know that people are trying to progress, making progress into something new and like better. Um, and yeah, I feel like it just recently has definitely been way better. And I just am excited to see other people like reaching out like to us and BSU Mm -hmm. as a whole and like trying to learn more or learn, ask us questions or do it themselves. And I feel like it wasn't like that before. It just really sucks that it took some devastating things to happen in order for people to want to like actually educate themselves.
0: Yeah, Yeah. completely. Yeah. I think it's interesting what you both said too, but it's definitely taken on multiple meanings now, right? In mm-hmm. some ways, it's like almost a trigger word for people, whether mm-hmm. they have like bad connotations with it or good connotations with it. But it's almost interesting because I feel like there's like Black Lives Matter, like the actual movement itself and then just the meaning itself. And mm-hmm. people yes. are using it in different ways. But I, I think you're right. Like when you just read the actual like what their mission statement mm-hmm. is, it's like mm-hmm. pretty simple. Um and not like very confusing in terms of like getting behind it and stuff like that as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, that's so interesting. So with that, then Jaden, yeah. what does black lives matter mean to you as a, a non-person of color?
2: Yeah. I think just like Jaden was saying, I think it's kind of cool that people are like noticing now it's mm-hmm. not cool how it's happening. But for me, like, I feel like I've always, you know, kind of, I've grown up in an area where, it's a whole bunch of different cultures. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter what, like, skin color you had. Everybody was just doing their thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think Black Lives Matter means to me, like, it's just now everybody's seeing that there's some devastating and, like, unfair stuff happening and that we need to back, like, these people because it's happening to them more, you know, or, you feel me? Totally. Like, more frequently or, if not more frequently, it's being more vicious or just, like, hate. Mm-hmm. You can see the hate in, like, the attacks, mm-hmm. you feel me, or mm-hmm. stuff that's happening. So mm-hmm. I think just supporting that and trying to, make sure everyone feels safe in this country, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and we're going to go, like, a bit more into it, you know, in terms of, like, what's happening currently mm-hmm. with just, like, the recent stuff. Um, but also, I would guess, like, how has, like, because there's a lot of conflict, right, with Black Lives Matter, like, it's a lot of people have a lot of opinions on it and things like that. Um but, how have you guys like encountered what has the conflict been, or have you encountered i guess conflict over Black Lives Matter and how has that like you know shown up in dialogues with people um, within your own community um, for me personally, I am very vocal on my
3: Instagram, mm-hmm. like other social media about how I feel about stuff like this, and so I get people swiping up all the time talking about how Black Lives Matter is basically a racist group, and they're, we're only caring about ourselves and I'm like come on, why would I ever promote something like that? You know what I mean? And I feel like people, even if I explain it to them, people want to, they don't want to be seen as wrong. Mm. And like their ego gets in the way. So if I'm like explaining, Black Lives Matter is this movement where it's just trying to keep everyone on an equal playing field and like give people information about what's actually going on for black people. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to hear that because they're wrong. I don't know. It's super annoying. But that's one thing that keeps on happening. People just thinking that it's... um Another branch of like segregating yourself and making Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: which I don't really understand.
1: Yeah, I feel like for me, what you said, Bella, about it being like a good thing for others and a trigger word for some, Mm -hmm. is if it is a trigger word, there is an issue. Either someone's thinking of it in a different way than I'm thinking of it, because the way I think of it, it wouldn't be a trigger to anyone. And Mm -hmm. most of my close friends that think of it similar similarly, but um, I feel like people think of it in multiple different ways, like Black Lives Matter could equal White Lives Matter to them, Mm -hmm. when basically if you read their mission, if you listen to people who are actually backing it, that is not the case, but I Mm -hmm. feel like there is an underground narrative that is being written for it, that um, different um, communities besides the Black community are trying to take on and say that this is an attack against us if Mm -hmm. you support this, when that's not the case when I don't know if it just means defensive or ego or sometimes if you're not in the limelight like since it's kind of been like in the light or a main story they might feel like maybe hmm, like uh, I don't know the words but maybe not the word jealous but maybe just like I don't know they just want to be in the limelight just mm-hmm. naturally as human beings we're just like why are, why is this being talked about this is not me this is not us and I feel like for so long like European ecocentric But uh, Mm -hmm. like European culture has been in the limelight and that's looked at as right. Mm -hmm. And for once, this is not that. And it's just kind of a battle for maybe attention or just they don't want to lose some of their privilege by glorifying someone
0: else. Yeah, that's super interesting what you said. And I think I think you're definitely like you have something there. Mm -hmm. I think like there's such an interesting thing with like our identities and Mm -hmm. stuff. And like we're so like... If I don't see, if that's not me and that's like not my identity, then Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like you feel like you're being attacked for it in a way, Mm -hmm. which is interesting that like we react, like people react like that Mm -hmm. and stuff when in reality, it's like, I'm not trying to attack you for your identity, but I'm trying to tell you like, this is my identity and I also need to be seen and heard in that as Mm -hmm. well. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. It's very interesting just how people react in terms of like, they feel like it's then like an attack on them mm-hmm. when that's not the case, or that's not the case at all. And why would you want to be in the limelight for something crazy like this? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you guys have kind of touched on this already, but I guess because you guys are you guys are all in these conversations a lot, right? You're having conversations probably a lot of the time with people who don't agree with you, also and yeah. stuff. Um, but what have you found to be, I guess, some of the biggest misconceptions? with when people hear like black lives matter like that people are like oh well are you just like you know what i mean what do you commonly hear as like people misconceiving that or like their arguments in that
3: the main one i feel like is that since we're saying black lives matter it means that nobody else matters Mm -hmm. and that black lives are just on the forefront so we should forget about everyone else when it's literally just saying like All lives don't matter until black lives matter, you know? And so that's why people are like going against it and saying, like, well, all lives matter, blah, blah, blah. Like, do they? If they did, all this stuff wouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that's the biggest misconception ever is that it's like an attack on everybody else when it's not. It's us literally begging for help Mm. and, like, just trying to inform people.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I think a good example of that is, like, imagine just cheering for your favorite sports team. Mm. Imagine someone else being like, well, all sports teams matter. Mm. Like, okay, I mean, it's like, no, mm-hmm. all sports team matter. I mean, that's not like, you know, obviously yeah. your favorite sports team, but like, yeah, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Oh. You have your your preferences and this okay, but that's why I feel like we just need to start having these conversations and mm-hmm. be open-minded at least. I think that's like the biggest disconnect right now. Mm-hmm. Right When you're going to have conversations, it's like you said, there's trigger words that people hear mm-hmm. and right away the conversation's over. They can't even have a conversation. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's so, so true. Yeah.
1: I feel like another big misconception, this kind of goes along with this, but it's just like that if a black person thinks that black lives matter, that means they hate white people or which is, entirely false and then also too when if a white person or someone sees like another white person doing black lives matter they're like why are you going against your kind Mm. and that's something i've seen as well too from like students at plnu that are a lot more students are backing it and they'll get backlash from their peers Mm -hmm. saying what are you doing when that's the thing it's kind of turned into a war mostly you see that this is sadly still in this country like a black versus white because you don't even see like maybe like the latin community taking this approach or the asian community like they don't feel threatened it's honestly like the white community that feels threatened by this movement Mm -hmm. which is confusing and brings us back to a bunch of other stuff
0: Mm. yeah that's the truth yeah um yeah that's so interesting so i'm gonna read a little bit now about what's happening you know recently and then we're gonna kind of dive more into that Mm -hmm. um so, despite you know, it starting in 2013, a few months ago, events triggered by the public, um, by the public murder of George Floyd in the hands of the police on May 25th, 2020, took the movement to a new level, reaching areas where it had never been before. More recently, Jacob Blake was shot seven times by a policeman on his back in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Blake was taken to a local hospital where he had surgery. He is paralyzed from the waist down. Um, So during a protest after the shooting of Jacob Blake, Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old white male, opened fire, killing two people and injuring another. And as a response to this, the Milwaukee Bucks have boycotted Game 5 of their playoff series on Wednesday, August 26th, against the Orlando Magic as a way to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake by police um, when it happened Sunday in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So... Obviously, there's a lot happening right now, right? Tensions are high on both sides. There's a lot going on. Um, what, I guess, like when you see all of this happening, what's what's your kind of first initial thought? It's just hurtful. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: we've been... We've been protesting for I don't know how long and then stuff like this still continues just to happen so frequently. It's just so annoying Mm -hmm. and hurtful. And then I think the main thing is like when people are like, I forget the name of the little boy who was shooting. What was his name? Um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, People are like applauding him for going and shooting People, when what about the person's family that's getting shot? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't paying attention to that. And like I understand he was, cause I, tr- I tried so hard to like see that perspective. Like yeah. he was trying to like protect, lo- like from people looting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You are 17 years old. Why are you coming with this big old gun mm-hmm. in a crowd, a crowded area where tension is already high, where people already are expecting people to like go crazy and like mm-hmm. attack you? So I feel like that was a spot on his behalf, and it's just everything going on is just so frustrating and it feels like there's never any progress yeah like there'll be a steady progress and it'll be like something's good and then it'll just go right back down to zero mm. it's just a reoccurring thing that sucks
0: yeah yeah I feel like I was talking about this with somebody recently and kind of like people are asking me like oh what are students responses and I was like honestly I think everybody's just like exhausted what? from this like it's tiring once you're like you know you keep like protesting and keep trying to use your voice and things keep happening where you think it's like sometimes hard to like keep doing it over and over again when Mm -hmm. you see results that don't match up with your desired outcome at all and stuff so yeah I think it can get like tiring exhausting a bit hopeless at times too um do you guys have any ways that you I don't know like keep going through that or like what motivates you guys I guess to like be like okay well I can't I can't stop doing this, or sometimes do you just feel like stopping?
3: Well, I personally wasn't able to go and protest just because, like, corona stuff, and, like, my parents were really strict on that, so I stayed at home. Totally. Yeah, and so I was virtually protesting. Yeah. Basically just posting entirely <laughs> yeah. too much. But... um what I would do is I'd get really overwhelmed. It's overwhelming, especially mm-hmm. with everything on social media. You're getting news right after mm-hmm. one another. So I'd have to just, and I love my phone, but I had to put it away sometimes. Yeah, it's a
0: sensory overload after a while.
3: Exactly. And then I hear my grandma talking about CNN and her coming from the room. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't get away from yeah. any of this. Because yeah. COVID on top of it is like, that's too much. So I feel like the main thing I did was just try to give myself a breather from mm-hmm. social media.
0: Yeah, that's smart. That's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like for me it is overwhelming of course but in a way how you say how we cope from it we're lucky here to live in San Diego Mm -hmm. in California Mm -hmm. and these events really are not happening to the extreme here like we don't go to downtown San Diego and see we don't see all this stuff Mm -hmm. so it is could be easy for us to even turn off a switch and act like we don't see it when we know we care so much but like this is just we live in a privilege too where we don't live in a community like that so it's something I try and remember and be grateful for every single day but it's also just hard because it's like this is my my reality so much different from someone else's reality right and it just really comes down to how much do we care about God's people Mm and it's just tough because like even things in other countries just for so long I feel like we all have the idea that like nothing bad could ever happen to us yeah like ev- anything, like everything even if you saw something bad it'd be on the news even if maybe you saw a shooting it'd be on the news somewhere else just everything just seemed like so far off from our reality but I think like COVID really taught us that like something bad can happen to you mm-hmm. and like it really can. Your whole life can flip upside down. Every Everything like that can happen with this. I just try and think like, I don't want to stop. But we also have to keep our own well-being in mind. Mm-hmm. And you also don't want to go through life angry because that's what seeing this can do to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's just sad when you really think about it because once you start always seeing negative, 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 it's hard to enjoy the positive that's right in front of you. Yeah. So that's just something I try and remember, but it is hard because you don't want to stop fighting for the cause, Mm -hmm. but you also have to keep your well-being in mind as well.
0: Yeah. I think, yes, you brought up some great points of that. I think anybody who's, you know, like in any part of life, but like especially fighting like social justice and stuff, being an advocate having to find that balance of like, what's too much for one person, you know, Mm -hmm. for me to give and like keep giving and stuff. And really, I guess coming to terms with the fact that you can't be your best, like, you know, give all that you can and be the best like leader and everything Mm -hmm. that you can be. If you're not like mentally, you know, like healthy and emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, all of those things. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's a great point. Just having to have self-reflection in that as well. Um, Yeah. So I guess like then kind of moving off of that, um, and Jalen, you kind of talked about this already. I wanted to go back to this for a second in terms of all lives matter. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk to you. What, what, how would you guys, I guess, respond to somebody and I guess to give like a little context. So, you know, all lives matter, right. Came kind of as a response to like the whole black lives matter, right? People saying like, Mm -hmm. well, all lives matter. And that's like, it started being a hashtag, all that stuff. Um, How would you guys respond to someone using the all lives um, matter, you know, argument in order to kind of invite them into the struggle um, for racial justice? So like, how would you guys have that conversation of kind of, you know, explain to them, well, like, Hey, this is why this kind of, you know, negates negates everything that we're kind of working towards right now? And anybody can answer this, obviously. Let's see.
3: Um, Okay, so what I've been doing recently, so there's this Instagram Instagram page, and it's called Let's Talk About, Mm. and it gives, like, information on all, like, different topics that are, like, very thorough with sources and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, one of them, there's a post where it's talking about, like, let's talk about, like, why all lives matter is, like, basically disrespectful. Yeah. And it was just basically hitting facts where, like, this it, it was, All Lives Matter was literally just to go against Black Lives Matter. Just to be like, I don't know how to explain this. I just get frustrated. Because mm-hmm. it's, Black Lives Matter movement isn't like a hate movement where mm-hmm. it's, we hate everyone else. But if you think about All Lives Matter, it's more just like, well, you know what? We're, like, it doesn't matter what you guys are going through. Like, right. Jaden gave the... um Scenario. Like I'm not going to a cancer walk talking about, well, all diseases matter. Mm -hmm. Like we understand that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we need to focus on what's going on right here. Like we're raising money for this right right here. I feel like if you give examples of stuff like that, just to like really break it down and explain to them what Black Lives Matter is and how it isn't a diss toward every race or right. every color. I feel like that's what you have to do. But also I just get really frustrated talking yeah, about it because totally. I feel like when people come up or not come up, but when people try to talk like that, they're already kind of in that zone mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. don't really want to see another perspective. Mm-hmm. So like you've already lost the battle of being
0: able to like talk to them about uh-huh.
3: it. And so then it's like, is it worth my time going back and forth right. if you're not going to understand? Cause I, it's just, you know, a waste of time. We're yeah. already dealing with too much. Anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I feel like I've heard just from conversations with people of like, oh, it's so divisive, you know, like, why are we separating people? We should have them all come together. And I think it's interesting because, like, people view it from that point where I'm kind of like, the end goal is we want everybody to be together, Mm -hmm. right? We all want everybody to be on the same equal playing field. But in order to do that, we have to acknowledge that not everybody is is on the same equal playing Mm -hmm. field. So that means, you know, we have to give more attention and support to people to help raise them up to the same field that we're all on if we want to be all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think people see it as just like separating each other more and that's yeah. not what the goal that's is the at exact all. opposite. We're trying to bring everyone together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think about it?
2: I kind of like what Jalen was saying with the, uh, like we need to, how you're saying like the all diseases thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good example because like, I feel like it's just so obvious. Like when people use the argument, like all lives matter. Yeah. When you use the argument for police brutality, people say, oh, well, white people are getting killed too. And it's just like, that's not the current issue. You know, like you're Mm -hmm. seeing it and you're seeing like that. There's not just, it's not just accidents happening or like one bad mistake. It's over and over again. It's like stuff that's like, hate. you see hate coming out of it. Mm -hmm. So that's just the thing with me that kind of is like really off for me. I've just seen all this stuff and people's responses to it. (coughs) they kind of like scare you kind of it's kind of evil Mm -hmm. seeing people like respond to such violent acts like regular right and that's why like i just try to keep it like work on myself like take it as like that that's like one thing i take away from arguments i can't win with people Mm -hmm. just like try to show them through my actions yeah Mm because a lot of people are so stuck in their ways Mm. that they won't change for anything yeah so sometimes you just literally got to live live out like Mm -hmm. what you're saying and yeah. that's like the biggest way to do it because then you never know who you're going to come across, mm, mm-hmm. who you're going to affect. And that's why, like Alicia said, with the mental health uh, part, it is important to like get yourself right first and handle your stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that, a lot of reasons people are hating other people Right. Has like deeper roots, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. And Completely. it's like,
2: once we go back and answer those questions, you know, like in yeah. ourself, the scary stuff that we don't want to see. Yeah. Like that's when you'll find out why you feel this way towards other people. Yeah. It's really just reflection of yourself. You
0: yeah. yeah, totally. So,
2: like, yeah. Once we start like having those deeper conversations that people are scared to have, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah.
0: I know. Hard I think it like what you said too I think it's interesting, especially for us all being like younger, right? Mm -hmm. That we're growing up in a generation where like this is like shootings and stuff is like normalized now. Mm -hmm. And it's scary because it does feel like people are becoming desensitized to the brutality of it and kind of, you know, it's an everyday occurrence and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I agree, it's like finding ways to show people this isn't normal still and we like can't accept that and have that be the standard for what's okay in life.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, and Blue Lives Matter was another Um, thing that was created.
0: Um, you don't really wake up a police officer.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, you wake up a black person. You can't really, like, you chose that career. So I feel like it's another, like, diss with All Lives Matter just, like, to go against it. Like, why are you taking away from Black Lives Matter movement yeah. if it's literally just trying to yeah bring people together yeah and on the same playing field?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I
2: yeah. I think um, another thing, too, with, like, arguments and, like, conversations, mm-hmm. like, the problem, I think, with, the, like, having the uh, conversations, like, the reasons we're having the conversations is to try to put each other, like in each other's shoes Mm -hmm. like make you understand what I'm saying right whereas like we're having conversations where it's like I want you to know like I want you to think what I'm thinking is right yeah so bad that yeah it don't matter what the outcome of the conversation is
0: definitely Mm -hmm. I know I think it'd be interesting if we all like employed like empathy when we approach those conversations and just like you know approach it with an open mind and not already have a rebuttal or an argument set going into that conversation I think Mm -hmm. it's so simple in like sound, but it's so hard for people to practice. But I think it would make such a significant difference just how we even like began to have the conversations themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of like what I want to talk to you guys about now is like, it's been like, this has been, it's a hard topic to have, right? No matter Mm -hmm. what it's Mm -hmm. and it's exhausting. And you're just, sometimes you're like, I'm tired of talking about this. Like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Um, but kind of going on the upside, what can you say to people, you know, um, and I guess really you, Jaden, right now, what can you say to people in your community, right, as somebody who's a, like, non-person of color um, to help educate them about the matter and really, like, how to empower them to, like, be an ally?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, just like, like I said before, the first thing I would do, like, my biggest advice would just, like, look at yourself first, you know? Yeah. Like, before you go out and look at others and want to start talking to them about stuff like look at yourself but another thing is too just a lot of people are saying like even if you're not Christian I think you support you should support like what's right Mm -hmm. and that's like not killing people Mm -hmm. and everyone having the same rights Mm -hmm. but like I'm a Christian so I take like everything I take I try to like look to God for and like use him as an example Mm -hmm. so I feel like if we just all would just look to God you know like Mm -hmm. just follow his like read his book and just go like what's right you know like Mm -hmm. I feel like we've gone away from, like, when we were younger, I feel like we had more morals. Mm. Like, growing up, I feel like like we've gone more and more away from morals, mm-hmm. you know? Like, more things are just okay to do that used to, like, not mm-hmm. be okay. So, mm-hmm. I just think, just being a good person, like, I feel like that's really one of the biggest things. Because if you go back and you're looking and people are disagreeing with you and saying you're a hateful person because yeah. of your argument, I feel like that you should go and look and mm-hmm. do more research.
0: Right, take mm-hmm. a step back. Because
2: if you're really passionate about it and you want to know why people are saying that, Yeah. then, you know, mm-hmm. you got to go look. Do yeah. Do research for your side too, not just against.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So
2: I would just say that, like, be fair and just be a good person, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like if everybody just, you know, was on that vibe, we'd be all solid, but... Yeah,
0: definitely. There's
2: a lot of hate out there.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, do you guys think... Because, like I said before, like, they're is, like, like the movement, right, mm-hmm. of BLM, and then there's, like, the meaning and stuff of BLM and stuff. In terms of the movement, do you guys think, like, are there, in your opinion, any improvements that you guys would make to the movement of how it's going or, like, organizing and stuff like that or what you wish, I guess, you could see coming from it more so? From the movement, not the... Not not as much the meaning. I mean, I feel like the meaning more so, It's that's more based on how people... Like you know, per- perceive like sure. how th- that's their own perception and stuff, but more so, like the, the movement, yeah, the organization yeah. itself and stuff.
1: Well, I feel like from the organization, we see so many things that are going on protests that have nothing to do with the organization. Mm -hmm. Like I led a protest in my community for a lot during the summer and none of us are in communication with anyone from the official black lives matter organization. And Mm -hmm. there's so many of them, like there was a lot happening. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. So there's a lot happening in downtown Phoenix. And these are just private people taking initiative for more, not for the movement because the movement can get kind of twisted right and that's where I think um other people uh get it mixed up Mm because some people say like oh like the movement's just collecting all this money and like not doing anything with it which like that might be so Mm -hmm. but that's I'm not out there for this organization I'm out there for myself so I think that's a thing a lot of people kind of would shift from because at Mm -hmm. first I remember when you said it stemmed from the Trayvon Martin cases like I had my own opinion of it back then Mm -hmm. than I have now yeah so now I feel like everything's going on has really shifted from the organization mm-hmm. if that kind of makes sense yeah mm-hmm. so like I honestly couldn't tell you what exactly the Black Lives Matter organization is doing with the money right I couldn't because yeah. I know I just don't I, yeah. I'm not out there doing stuff for the organization right. if that totally. makes
0: sense yeah completely yeah and I think that's like the biggest thing is because it's like the name you just hear it and stuff, mm-hmm. you're just like oh well that's you're associated with this then and stuff and you're right. It's not, it's like an organization, but now it's becoming more of like a social movement Mm -hmm. that people that holds a deeper meaning for people Mm -hmm. and what it represents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, you know, as we're starting to wrap up a little bit, we've talked about like, you know, all the negative things that have been happening, which sadly there's a lot to talk about. Um, What inspires you guys or kind of gives you hope that you've seen during this movement, we're in? Um,
3: I have a lot of friends that I would have, that are, I could, or like people that I know that I would never have, like, expected to just, like, reach out to me about stuff about mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter or just, like, police brutality or, like, inequalities overall. But they're like, I have a new perspective. Like, yeah. And I feel like that's amazing. I feel like that's what everyone's trying to do is get people to open up their minds and, like, understand what's going on. And I feel like without this stuff happening, people would still be in their own little bubble and not as open-minded. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, um, it's amazing to have people reach out. Like, I know it's tiring. Like, a lot of people are like, you can go research yourself. But if I feel like you're actually, like, Wanting a change, like actually yeah. wanting to learn more. Of course, I'm gonna send you a link or an article. Yeah, you know, totally. And so I feel like that's the main thing. I feel like a young, like a really young audience. Like we're all, we're all young. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of us that are actually being more active mm-hmm. and just branching out and learning in comparison to before.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like all like you know you like people can ask for It's like if you're coming willing to come to the table with an open mind and mm-hmm. wanting to learn, then like. I'm willing, you know, you guys, like, you're willing to then be able to, like, give those people, like, the knowledge and your experience and your opinions from it, but it's all about the mindset. What about you guys? Has anything stood out to you where you're, like, this is at least good or, like, I'm inspired by this, hopefully, for Mm -hmm. the future?
1: I would say, for sure, peer support, but also organization and support from Mm -hmm. big companies and corporations. Um, Someone could say, like, oh, they're only doing this because they don't want to get hate, but they are doing this rather than Mm -hmm. something else. Right. And that is a positive thing. The more energy that the more positive energy that's out there, even if it's fake, I would prefer that than negative energy. And so that's just been amazing and makes me feel good when I see stuff like that. And just know that like very easily other corporations taking another approach or support Mm -hmm. someone else. Mm -hmm. And, um, I pay attention to that type of stuff and who's supporting what. And, um, it's just been nice, I feel like, along with what Jaylen said, to have for the peer support and things actually coming out of it. Even with the school, I just had a meeting last night. The school is trying to approve things too, as in Point Loma. And um, it just makes me happy and feel more love. Thankfully, I don't really, I don't know how I've really done this, but no one has really been in my DMs ever talking crazy to me about this, <laughs> which is crazy, but because um, I hear a lot of people get weird stuff in yeah. their DMs, but yeah. like, that just kind of shows like everyone who I've chosen to even have in yeah. my circle has not come at me mm. about this the wrong way. They came about it in a loving way or right. a, a way to try and understand and learn. And that's been
3: great. Yeah. You got some nice followers. My yeah. followers yeah. are crazy. <laughs> yeah, I have haven't never had any. problem. Like, <laughs> right. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, some from problem, problem huh? right.
2: um, I agree with both them, like with the community. I think, like, with the protests, even, like, if you went out, that's good. Even if you didn't, I think community is such a big part of any, yeah. like, anybody, because uh-huh. going out and seeing people, you have your built-up, like, conceptions of somebody off the rip, like, mm-hmm. just from how I'm growing up. Yeah. So going out and seeing people and having to interact with them, like, mm-hmm. forcibly sometimes, like, mm-hmm. it's good to force yourself to do stuff that makes you uncomfortable, because mm-hmm. that's how we, you know, mm-hmm. that's how we grow. Girl,
0: totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But, yeah. Um. <clears throat> awesome. Well, you know. The last thing I kind of want to ask you guys is, you know, in terms of action, it's awesome to sit here and be able to listen to all of you and kind of have our minds like open and you like start to shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of want to, you know, what is what do you guys think is going to make a major impact? So if you had one thing you would like, you know, for the audience listeners to actually do, what would that be? You know, something that's like a a practical tool that they can be like, okay, I can do this one thing at least. Um, I don't know. What would you guys recommend?
1: I would say to not be silent and to call things out when you see them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So often we learn from people who are similar to ourselves. And um, if I go and tell my... I'm African-American for the viewer listeners I didn't know. (laughs) And um, if I am in a class of 30 people at Point Loma... Uh, students and I'm the only African-American and I'm like, Black Lives Matter, no one is going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. I need support from allies. Mm -hmm. Uh, People listen to people who are similar to them and that's just proven. So basically calling things out when you see them and not letting things slide because Mm -hmm. things start with the organism, not the organization. (laughs) So people within the organization are slowly changing. So I'm being like, oh, I can't say these things around my friend anymore. I can't make these jokes. I can't laugh these things off anymore. People are starting to call me out. They're going to start to change Mm because people want to feel accepted Mm -hmm. and they just want to feel accepted. And so for so long, racism, that stuff was accepted and hating a certain group of people was accepted. But now if we switch that narrative slowly but surely, each person at a time, things really will shift. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be because of some law or some rule at Point Loma that says you can't say this. No, it's what happens in the dorms. It's what happens mm-hmm. on Calf Lane.
3: It's that's the things we need to correct.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. totally.
3: I agree with that one hundred percent. I feel like people definitely one thing they can do is just research Mm -hmm. i feel like we got the internet here Mm -hmm. there's so much (laughs) you can look into yeah because we you can sit in ignorance all you want but there's we have so many things available for us Mm -hmm. so i feel like if you just go out and if you have any questions you can simply google them Mm -hmm. or ask a friend and just get more informed like i gotta get more informed as well i don't know all the answers to everything yeah Mm -hmm. and then also um a little plug we have this instagram the corner Mm. Which is like a little organization that a few of us on campus, very diverse group started so that we could try to put out information about like inequalities in the world, just um, have interviews with different people Mm -hmm. and just the people that have been ignored or their voices aren't heard. Mm -hmm. We try to make a little um, group where they're now able to listen to Mm -hmm. and we have like a little small following and we are like putting out content and stuff and it's been well heard and a lot of people are trying to get involved and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a little thing. If you want some information, go ahead and check us out on Instagram, the corner.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for, you know, being a part of this conversation. Um, This is such an important topic to have, Right. right? And, Thank you guys for being the ones to lead that conversation on this campus and, you know, just in the community as a whole. Um, Before we go, I do you guys want to plug anything else, any events coming up, your own Instagrams, any of that stuff?
1: Um, I'm not sure when this podcast is being released. It'll be released next Monday. Oh, okay.
3: (laughs) Well, then, no.
2: Shout out to God, man. You the greatest. <laughs> Not to he God. the greatest.
3: Um, BSU, we have meetings every other Thursday. Every other. Thursday. Every other Thursday at around seven. seven? Yeah, make sure to come on. We'll we'll put the uh, Zoom link in our bio.
0: Perfect. Yeah, and you they can follow you guys at plnu-bsu.
3: Plnu-bsu. Check us
1: out.
0: Yes. Awesome. Thank well, thank you, so you guys. Much. Yeah, thank, thank you. It was nice being here. Great awesome. Opportunity. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast and for supporting us. And stay tuned for when we come back in two weeks to speak with Bradley Clary and Aviona Legris about ableism, discrimination and social prejudice against people with disabilities or who are perceived to have disabilities and discuss the impact of the social barriers that it might create. Until then, make sure to stay safe, and we will see you soon. This podcast would not be made possible without the Office of Multicultural and International Student Services of Point Loma Nazarene University. This podcast was produced by Lauren Woods and Sam Quipong. It was written by Lauren Woods, Fernanda Viana, and Bella Passi. Research was done by Fernanda Viana.
2: Today's podcast was produced and edited by Tyler Darlington and filmed by Kevin Langley.